Hello and welcome back everyone. Today I have a, an amazing journal for you. I'm here at uh, my house and uh, yeah, our, our house is being rebuilt right now. It flooded a couple years ago and it's just being redone and I'm here in a quiet secluded place and I do want to say if you've listened to my other podcast and there have been um, some noise in the background, I do want to say I apologize and you know, maybe that is my perfectionism kicking in or my fear of man, I guess, about what people might be saying. So, uh, you know, if that's it, I just, I repent from that. So, um, you guys, we're going to open in prayer. I have a really vulnerable journal with you. I'm basically just going to be, um, I'm going to be sharing with you about mental health and what God's been doing with me. I'm also going to be confessing some sin here on my podcast. You guys, I cannot express how important it is to confess sin. In Psalm 66, verse 18, I think it is, it says, If I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord will not listen to my prayers. Um, That's not to strike fear in you guys, but let that bring joy to your hearts that um, I actually get to grow more in God and I get to uh, choose to repent more from uh, things that I'm supposed to do as a Christian. Um, now, do I believe God's mercy can trump that? Can God say like, no, maybe, you know, like some, I have seen, some, I, the, I've seen many stories where Pete, where God's mercy has trumped uh, certain things that the Bible says, where it says, if you do this, then God will do this. And if you're doing this, then God's going to do that. I've seen God's mercy just trump that and have favor upon people. So, um, again, that's that's that that's that's up to God. That's not up to me. Um, but we also have to continue to humble ourselves before the Lord. James four ten says, "Get on your knees before God." It's the only way you'll get back on your feet. Other versions uh, say, "Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up." It's James four ten. So we're gonna open in prayer here, you guys, and just have a journal that I want to share with you. Um, obviously, as I sit here with my MacBook and my microphone and my music in the background. If you, I hope you guys can hear that. The song that is playing in the background is called The King by Tony Anderson. And you guys, I have an instrumental playlist uh, on Spotify called Peace With Him. Uh, Him is capitalized with uh, capital H. If you want to find uh, my uh, like instrumental playlist, this is stuff that I listen to to find peace and abide in the Lord. And um, I have over 200 songs on this playlist, and there's so many good songs, you guys. I just want these words, um, I mean these songs, to bring you closer to the Father, to grow in intimacy, and just to know your identity in Him, and just see yourself as He sees you. And um, yeah, so uh, that's the, the playlist is called Peace With Him. Uh, obviously, my name is Josiah Movius. You guys can... Uh, find my name with the playlist as well and I have so much stuff on here you guys if you want to listen to this music when you're just like on your knees praying to God or in your bread just like kind of praying or whatever and just want to listen to some calm instrumental stuff um, there's a, I have a lot of great stuff on here guys and I just want to do this to bring you closer to the Father so let's open in prayer Lord, we come boldly and humbly before your throne. I thank you that you're with us, that you're moving in our lives. I thank you for the suffering. I thank you for the things you're doing behind it. I pray for uh, just relationships in people's lives, God, with people that are that are just that have people that are in people's lives that are 
wolves in sheep's clothing. Father, I pray that you would open people's eyes, you would plant prophetic words, you would give them the wisdom they need to know. Lord, show us what to do today. We give you our hearts, we give you our minds, we give everything to you, Father. We surrender, we trust you, and I pray this message would bring you glory and honor, and that we would just grow in more relationship. We would uh, realize that we are going to sin, Father, um, and you know that. But, Father, help us just to continue to come back to you and say, Father, we're sorry. Change our hearts and help us to continue to come to repentance. And I thank you that there's, I feel so much peace on that, God. Thank you so much, Lord. You are so good and that you're, for those of, for those that uh, love you and are called according to your will, that you're working all things for good for them, Father. I pray for those that are not in your son's blood. Uh, Father, I pray that they would come into that. They would come to repentance and into radical relationship with you, authentic relationship that they wouldn't act for you. God, that you would rip that out of our hearts um, and you would just put something in there that's just beautiful. I thank you that we are made new and that we are a new creation, that we're beautifully and wonderfully made. And uh, Lord, I pray this journal would just uh, bring healing to people, Father, um, that your words would be spoken through my lips and that it would touch people's hearts in Jesus name. Amen. Um, in this journal, I'm just going to keep it sweet and simple. Isaiah 28, I think, I think it's that it says that God will talk in baby talk. (laughs) The reason I do these journals is for the Holy Spirit to possibly show you truth about yourselves and why you have certain mindsets to show you guys that I do have stuff going on and that you are not alone. And I also do it to promote healing and humility in my heart as well. Well, what an incredible week, you guys. Mentally, I suffered a lot more. Financially, God has been giving me uh, so much hope in that and so much peace in that. Um, He has given me so much hope for my wife who is out there somewhere. And he has shown me more and more of my identity in him. Some of you know I did a message on understanding salvation about a month ago. And whether you have listened to it or not, I have had some thoughts on that message that I have gotten, uh, I've gotten a little bit confused about. In the message, I talked about Ephesians 2, which talks a lot about being born again. I look at what I said, and I am not going to say everything I said on there because it is just too long, but in my message, it seems I have made it seem that you are saved by works. In these moments throughout the week, it gets me confused because at the end, Paul says it isn't by works. So I've gotten really confused and hopeless about this a little bit throughout the week. So as I say that, so I say that, uh, So if you have listened to that message, take this wisdom right here with it, that that message may be wrong. I am just a little bit confused about this. Please pray that the Holy Spirit shows me the truth in this subject. I struggled this week with having things in my head like, well, you didn't talk about this on your podcast, or you didn't elaborate well on this subject in this conversation you had with this person. All the enemy is doing is holding me back because he knows and is convinced about what God says about me to be true in every season of my life. He has also in moments throughout the week when things seem slow or that nothing is really happening, he tries to get me to act for God again. I ask God to fight for me in these moments. 
In these moments, I surrender my discouragement to God. The enemy also did a lot more confusion in things in the Bible looking like things contradict one another. When it's actually Satan taking scriptures completely out of context, even if we don't know the context of the scripture that he's using. In these moments, for the first time, I have started to bring these things to God, telling him how I feel, not acting for him, being open and honest, humbling myself before him. Through this, I believe God is doing many things, but one thing I do see is working perfectionism out of me and more into intimate relationship with him. Growing up, my dad was very hard on me. He pushed me too hard. I'm not going to go too deep into everything he really did, but my emotions never really mattered. I always had to stay one step ahead of my dad to make sure that he was pleased with me in everything. This made me overthink a lot, and it worked uh, a lot of people-pleasing and codependency in my heart early on. God had been breaking a lot of this off of my character through suffering and more alone time with him uh, in my relationship with the Lord for the past four years. I don't hold these things above my dad's head. My dad loves the Lord. We all mess up. I am no better than him and vice versa. Throughout the week, I felt a deeper cry out of my heart and just wanted to spend more time with God in Bible reading, prayer, worship, or just listening to a sermon. For some time now, I've simply just been asking God to change my heart. I can see that it, I can see that is exactly what he has been doing. It's incredible. Sometimes we get so caught up in getting in these big, complex, complicated Bible verse prayers when God just wants authentic prayer. Look at the look at David in the Psalms. Legalistic Christians will not understand this. Their hearts are hard and are always acting for God when God sees where their hearts are really at and he just wants them slash us to get real with us. To back up my claim to to back up my claim to be true, read the story of Jonah chapter 4, read Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, uh, read the book of Amos, read the book of Joel and read 1 Peter 5:7. It is all about humility before God, growing in intimacy, telling God you're sorry for your sins, and repenting. For the past two months, I didn't know why this was ex exactly happening, but this week the Holy Spirit showed me exactly what it was. I'm going to explain what that thing is in just a second. Basically, whenever I saw someone sin, it just got really heavy on my heart. And it was hard to not spot other people's sins. It was almost automatic. It happened whenever I drove, whenever I was out and about doing whatever. I hated it because it was triggering me getting caught up in my own self-righteousness and pride. Which is a good thing because I don't like, you know, I don't like when I'm trying to step back into that pride. I think that's one of the things that God is testing in that moment. This happened a lot. I can see God was using this, what the enemy meant for bad, for good. This week, the Holy Spirit showed me why that has been happening, and it is God maturing me through other people's sins. When I found this out, I was blown away. I have felt slash seen glimpses of breakthroughs and more healings in pride and self-righteousness. And self-righteousness, not in. I'm sorry. I'm so grateful for this. I have seen more of my identity in Christ grow more. For those of you that don't know or haven't heard the message, I did a sermon 
uh, this last Tuesday about understanding your identity in Christ. What I mean by that is just seeing myself more as the Holy Spirit sees me. All the suffering has been so worth it, but there will be more suffering to come with more breakthrough, peace, and intimacy with God. Joyce Meyer is someone I love so much. Her doctrine has really changed, and I have been listening to her recent messages, and they've just changed my life so much. The Holy Spirit continues to give me more wisdom I need in this season I am in right now through Joyce. Every time I listen to her, I feel this freeness in my heart, a lot of peace and God leading me to more glory. I just started reading uh, her Joyce's book, Battlefield of the Mind, and one of the things she says in her book is to declare God's word over yourself. In these moments, the enemy really has attacked me in self-pity, but the Holy Spirit had continued to give me strength to start doing this again. The reason I say again is because this is something I was starting to put into practice when I was at Bethel for Bible College in California. I got good at doing this consistently, but honestly, looking back, I can see I got prideful and I said things like, I've been doing this long enough, I think I will be okay. I've got it deep enough in my heart, and uh, so that, I didn't say that right, I'm sorry. The reason I gave up on declaring things over myself is I've said I've been doing uh, good on this and I think I'll be okay, um, and that I've got it deep enough in my heart. You guys, if this is the case for everything that we learn from God, we will walk away from the Holy Spirit eventually. Because at this point, we are forgetting about how infinite God truly is. So I have started to declare more things over myself again. Some of you know the woman I had to walk away from because she chose another man over me. Both of those people I have walked away from. I have still thought about them, and whenever I do, it brings a lot of pain. I have continued in these moments to do 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all of my cares and worries on God because he cares for me. I did have a dream about them on Friday, um, well, Thursday night, then Friday morning came, and Friday was incredibly painful. Every time I thought of them, I I have tried to not get jealous of what they have when I have the same exact thing with God. The guys she chose over me, I felt the Holy Spirit earlier in the week tell me I did not end things nicely with him and that I needed to repent, uh, to contact him and to make things right and keep moving forward. I tried reaching out to him and do what the Holy Spirit said, but he never reached back out. These moments, I got really confused and went back to finding trust in my heart with God again. And I am glad to say that I did find trust in my heart in these moments. Ever since Friday, I have had this feeling that God has something big coming for me soon and have tried to really trust him through these moments and not let my mind wander. I keep going back to Galatians 6, 9 in these moments. Galatians 6, 9 talks about if we do not give up uh, doing the good things, the good works that we are to do in Christ, that we will uh, harvest a, um, or we will reap a harvest of blessing. I want to move into a moment of confession of sin. I've talked about this passage of scripture many times, you guys. James 5 talks about making confession of sin a common practice. And James says, 
I think it's in the message version, the way this is written. It, it might be a different version, but it talks about how when you confess sin, that you are healed right there on the spot. It's not like I have a relapse with sexual integrity or with nicotine, and then I confess it, and it's like, oh, I got to go through a couple weeks, or I got to go through a year of healing. It's like, no, James says you confess it, and you're healed right there. For those of you who are not followers of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, I respectively ask you that you would leave because you probably don't have the right heart posture for this process and moment. That is not me saying that out of hate, rather love, because I want you to guard your heart. For those of you who will be listening to this, I challenge you kindly to do uh to go to Galatians 6.1 and to do that, to restore me gently and keeping your critical comments to yourself and to do it for God and not for me. So to start this process of confessing of sin, uh, as I have confessed before about impure erotic thoughts, I am glad to say in these moments, my heart turns into deep pain and I uh, get open and honest with God by also humbling myself before him in these moments. Impure and nasty language is something I did struggle with this week. And in these moments, again, it is so freaking simple, you guys. I say I'm sorry and I repent. If you think I'm wrong about that, and legalistic Christians probably will disagree with that because they over-spiritualize everything and they put laws on top of laws and then more laws and they take a bunch of scripture out of context, um, just go read the book of Amos. Go read the book of Joel. Number three, taking pride in things I do is something else I need to confess. This may be a lesson for you guys as well. The breath in our lungs, it's from God. The muscles you worked out on this week, the food you ate, the blessings you received, the amazing conversations you had, it's all from God. We should not be having the attitude of, hey, look at me, look at what I'm doing. I did this. It's all about me. Would Jesus ever say anything about that? As a matter of fact, Jesus said in Luke 18 that he isn't even good. He said only the Father is good. And so how can we take pride in things we do whether it is for God or not? I'm here to confess pride has tried its way with me. And in these moments, I have repented and just asked God to humble me with the right heart posture in this moment. Number four, codependency and people-pleasing is something that kind of goes hand in hand. This is something I struggled with more this week, but I have seen healing in it. And what I mean by that, what I mean by uh, that I have seen healing in these moments is just moments where I'm just not a people-pleaser, moments where I'm just not codependent. Paul writes about uh, codependency and people-pleasing in Galatians 1.10. You guys can go look at that verse yourself because I must decrease in God must increase. Um, I must decrease. God must increase. I'm not sure if I said that right. I've been tempted to fall back into obsessing uh, over things like uh, getting a new Lexus or a newer Lexus and materialistic things. And that is something I need to confess right here. Just really being, just really obsessing over like clothes and rings and just materialistic things, you guys. And just like looking at cars and saying, I wish I had this and not being content and not finding my identity in Christ. The Holy Spirit's so good at just reminding me of who I am in these moments and to really, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance, not his anger. This is all the sin I have to confess today. And this is the conclusion of my journal for the week. I hope that touched your guys' hearts. I hope that uh, it just opened your eyes more to what's going on in your life. Um, you know, I really feel led to say, um, 
uh, this verse, I think it's in Acts 22, where it talks about God has uh, predestined everyone to be somewhere at a certain time. Um, the verse is vague in my mind, you guys, but I just feel led to say that. I don't know if that touches your heart. I think it's Acts 22, but yeah. You know, and I want to, I also, I, I'm, I'm great, I want to talk about this, um, something I didn't put in my notes and the Lord kept telling me to put it in my notes and I just kept forgetting and earlier today I was like God I just forgot to write it in my notes can you please just tell me later and now he's telling me so it's like wow unbelievable you guys um in the past four years growing up in growing in my relationship with the Lord or I guess you could say growing up in my relationship with the Lord I've just watched like sometimes you know YouTube is such a big thing you guys and it's addicting. It's just watching video after video and video and blah, 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 blah. It's like... One thing that the Lord's been teaching me is don't just look at any... My, my biggest problem growing as a Christian, growing up as a Christian and, and then following God... Um, I just kind of lost my thought, guys. I'm sorry. Um, when I started my walk with the Lord... I was really super hungry for God and I was super hungry for, for Proverbs 15 talks about those who are always seeking fresh insights are very wise. And that was me. I always wanted fresh insights. I always wanted to be corrected about things. I wanted to walk in complete truth. And I just was watching like all these different people's videos. And it's like, we, we look at, we look at how many different doctrines there are and how many people are talking about like the exact context of a certain verse and other people like think it's about think that this verse is about this when another pastor says oh well it's actually about this and then you think oh well what about this it's like the lord's been teaching me to like not look at everyone's sermons that there's people out there that um are false teachers and are false prophets i think jesus talks about that in matthew 7 um so some versions just, in Matthew 7, some versions just talk about Jesus talking about false prophets, but there's other versions that talk about Matthew 7 where it talks about, um, where it talks about uh, false teachers and false prophets. So it's a little interesting, but um, again, there's context behind that and you got to look at the Greek and the Hebrew and, you know, um, I guess another fear that I've really struggled, so that, so based on what I said, I've just been really guarding my heart and to not just like bounce around and find a bunch of wisdom from all these different people because it's going to get me confused. It's going to just like get me, my mental state's just going to go really bad and I'm just going to be poured out all these different opinions of people and you're just not going to know the truth. And you should really stay away from pastors who were just like, no, this is it and I'm right and this is what this means and that's it. Like, that's just pride, you guys. And that's, like, again, in Proverbs 15, it says those who were not seeking fresh insights are considered fools. So it's like it all comes back to humility. And I've said that on my podcast here, you guys, where I just say I can't say everything I say on my podcast is true. Paul said in Corinthians 13, he said everything we say about God is always going to be incomplete. And then he goes on and says that we're looking through a fog um, with squinted eyes that we don't see everything clearly yet and people just got their opinions and they think they're just that they're just right and they don't want to be corrected 
And I've said earlier on my other podcast, on my other episodes, where the Lord tried to teach me things two years ago, and I was so caught up in pride. And God was like, all right. And now, recently, he's been teaching me what he was trying to teach me two years ago. So it's like, we have to consider to have an open heart, but we've also got to have discernment. We can't just stay away from those people, you guys. I'm, I'm serious. It's just... If your pastor does not have a heart of humility, he doesn't deserve to be on that stage. And I'm allowed to say that because I don't have a log in my own eye. So my point is, as I've said on this podcast, I can't say everything I say on here, whether it's with a journal or my prophetic words I give on Fridays or a sermon on Tuesday, that they're going to be right. I'm going to be wrong about things. I think think James or John... um, I think it's James. He talks about how at some point we are going to say something that's wrong. We're going to we're going to mess up you guys. And it's like one person says something wrong automatically, you're a false teacher. You're a false prophet. It's like I'm just like, dude, uh, there, there obviously there's some wisdom that we're missing right here and the Holy Spirit needs to tell us right now. It all comes back to humility, you guys. We can't like we're always learning. That's why we're going to church every week. And that's why we're having conversations with people about our God. And we're learning new wisdom and we're doing these things. And it's, I'm telling you, if, if you are not seeking fresh insights from the Lord in every season of your life, you will walk away from God. Because then you're going to feel disappointed and God's going to go, well, I tried to teach you. If you want to humble yourselves, then I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to bless you. But if you want to be prideful, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work with that. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm continuing to put breath in your lungs because I want you to come to me. I want you to come to know the truth and that there's such peace and joy and freedom and security in that. So um, that's that's uh, one thing I really wanted to talk about. And I think there was something else I wanted to say, but I can't really. It's at the tip of my tongue. Um, going on in almost 30 minutes here. Um, I can't remember. But anyway, you guys, uh, let's close in prayer here. And um, I just, I just hope that this podcast brought you closer to God. That's all I want, you guys. I just want you to know God. I want you to grow in intimacy. I want you to know how loved you are. I want you to continue to humble yourselves because I'm doing that, you guys. I'm doing that. When I sin and I go to bed at the end of the night and I get on my knees, I'm like, God, I'm sorry for my sin. And he gives me peace because I'm, I'm not going to deal with this heaviness. Jesus said, take on my yoke. Take on my burden that is light. Legalistic Christians will push that away because they don't know their identity and they feel like they always have to work for God in order for him to be pleased. And if that's the case, then a lot of Paul's writings in Galatians are just false and that would make Paul a false teacher. And if that's the case, then why are we reading our Bibles? Seriously. Let's close in prayer here, you guys. Father, we abide in your words. 
Father, change our hearts. Lead us in paths of righteousness. Help us to abide in the blood of Jesus. Help us to walk away from resting on our own self-righteousness, which are nothing but filthy rags. They will not cover our efforts, God. I thank you for your sovereignty. I thank you that we can trust you, God. Father, I pray the people listening to this would declare, I trust you, God. I trust you. If there's anything in this world that's distracting them from growing more in you, God, Father, Holy Spirit, convict their hearts. Change their hearts. We choose intimacy today, God. We fear you today, Father. Let our hearts be postured rightly before you, God. It's, it's our hearts you look at. It's our motives you look at. Change our motives to be good. Thank you for peace, Father. so much God open our eyes father to the things that we need to see please father please bring people closer to you convict their pride father we enjoy your presence we are lovers of your presence and we need help to continue to walk away from obsessing of the things of this world which those things will fade away but the word of the Lord will stand forever thank you that we can stand on your promises we trust you father we trust you I declare trust to be grown in the person's heart that is listening to this God It feels so good to trust you, God. Give us the wisdom we need today.
Jesus' name. Amen. Whew, I felt the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right, you guys, uh, this Tuesday, I have a message coming to you about being rooted in Christ. I am so excited. I hope that you come with open hearts. And um, if you guys have not, if, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please write me an honest review. I thrive on constructive criticism in my walk with God. Give me your honest thoughts. Um, please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for who's ever listening to this and that it would bless you, change, that the Lord would continue to change your heart through it and um, that you would just abide in the Father's love and that you would just keep humbling yourself before God and he's going to bless you. Just keep doing it. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Um, God's coming back for us. He's going to come back to save his bride. We're going to get raptured and... As Revelation 19 says that, that, that Jesus is going to come back with a sword that comes out of his mouth to subdue the nations as the wrath of the Father uh, is poured out through him to subdue the nations. And um, yeah, help us. Just, we need our hearts to be postured rightly to uh, just receive that rightly. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to Santini's Daily Dose podcast. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.